0: Welcome to the Casual Planeswalker podcast, the show made by casual players for casual players. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Casual Planeswalker podcast. Your favorite Magic the Gathering gathering, if you will, and I will. So, yeah, we're pretty much the coolest uh, Magic Podcast around. Welcome. Everybody else like to welcome our our guests.
1: Oh, thank God. I wasn't sure if my mic was on. I was eating, like, chewing on pizza, and I was just like, oh, God, please tell me my mic's off. (laughs) Please tell me it's off. Anyway. Hi everybody. I'm
2: Josh. <laughs> Josh is eating pizza, as everyone should be.
0: That's right. We can roll. DJ is here as well, and that's uh Leroy here hacking away at the keyboard and you know, trying to keep keep us in line. So I don't know. I, I'd say it's uh it's been a fairly slow Magic Newsweek. What do you guys think? Credit card in my pocket. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that was out loud. I think it <laughs> a very, a very
2: <laughs> slow week this week.
0: We had the announcement of a couple of dual decks: uh, the Venser versus Koth, and a Johnny versus Nicol Bolas. And yeah. That's kinda of interesting because Nick, you know, our, our friend Nick looks like a Johnny, but I often call him Nicol Bolas. Because his name is Nick. So it's kinda of like his two alter egos are battling. Which but is really funny. Like a dragon. In my mind. So speaking of Nicol Bolas. No wait, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we were just all over speaking the place. tonight. Of, speaking of nickel bullets, um, and that's a beautiful thing. It yeah, it is a really <laughs> nice day. It is a beautiful day. I'm in uh, sunny California and loving it.
1: Yeah, it was sunny in Michigan today. It was, or actually, it was kind of cool. It had it was, that like thunderstorm thing going on in the morning, and then sunny in the afternoon, and then windy and cold. But it's like we got all the seasons in one day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Colorado's nice and sunny, just like it should be.
0: That's right. So what we wanted to do today is talk about the Commander format, because it continues to be probably our favorite, I'd say definitely my favorite uh, multiplayer format so far, and I know that we've been enjoying it for a few years now, since it was first sort of created as the Elder Dragon Highlander format.
1: H- have they finally, like, come to a consensus? Does anybody know? Are they actually just calling it Commander? Because there's a lot of people last I checked that were all like, we don't want to call it Commander. There's, like, a slight rules difference. D.J., D- D- you know what I'm talking about? Um, I-, I don't no, know. I, I not- just heard someone talking about the-, the rules being different for ETH versus Commander, and I was I never quite caught what the difference was.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure if they've just been updated with Commander or who, like, inspired this, but now instead of, like, if there's an ability outside the color for your general, then that color's just added to their identity. So it the rule used to be that whatever colors were in their casting cost, those are the colors you had to use. Uh-huh. And so if the any ability was outside, outside
1: of their casting cost.
2: Yeah. And so it opens up a lot of the colorless generals, like Memnarch and Bosch, which are colorless, but they have casting costs with red Man or blue Man or something. Hmm. So now you can use those guys in, like, blue decks with Memnarch or a red deck with Bosch. There you have what it. Means?
1: So is that, like, the main difference? Or the only? Uh, yep.
2: Yeah, if, if there is a difference, that would probably be it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. that or they just updated EDH or whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah but All I know right. I'm going to call Object it EDH. Time. You're going to keep calling it
2: EDH? Yeah. Interesting. See? it sounds better.
0: See, I'm ready to roll with Commander.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The power. I guess I just don't mind listening to the man. When he's parking <laughs> it's time to call it. <laughs> yeah, to call it. Um, thought you get that, the British showed up. Huh? I always thought the uh the Elder dragon thing was a little short sighted since the Elder dragons were uh probably the least favorite um generals to use after people started experimenting it with it because the Elder dragons were kind of
2: weak but
0: anyways um, I definitely. Th- think that EDH or Commander is just, it's always, it's always fun because you never know what's going to happen. There's so many different possibilities and I personally get a little, I guess, I don't know, I guess I get a little bummed out when all the decks that I play against are so focused that they're just completely predictable in how they're gonna play. And I and I know I understand that's part of making a really good deck is is focusing and um it it's just kind of like it gets boring to play against the same repetitive deck, you know, again and again. So when,
1: well, it's almost you can just show your cards. You can just lay your hand down. You can look at each other's hands, flip the next few cards, and you'll know who won.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll be
1: like, oh, looks like my deck won that time. Yeah, or you might as well. I mean, once you've played against the same deck so many times, you know. I mean, when you're playing with the same friends, obviously, yeah, we've all got you know eight to ten different decks. But it's like, oh, Brad's playing sneak attack. Oh, Brad's playing, you know graveyard oh brad's playing sapperlings oh you know josh is playing blue black josh is playing elementals josh is you know yeah uh, okay you know nick's playing false cure you're just like okay well know exactly what we're gonna get
0: yeah which we for, for quite a while we would mix that up by having different multiplayer formats so yeah, Josh is playing Elementals, Brad's playing Sapperlings, but how are those going to work together and how are they going to do going up against False Cure and um, you know, Reanimator like, that that's yeah. how we got our variety, but In Red
1: burn And Redburn and Sapperlings don't team up well.
0: <laughs> no, no they simply <specifically> not <laughs>
1: Those were always fun games, it was like what, what are you playing? Uh, burn?
0: Yeah Oh <laughs> So can can
1: keep, you not play half the spells in your deck
0: five <laughs> thousand to yourself, buddy the best that as i'm sure we've mentioned many, many times is was always being on team the team with Dan because <laughs>
2: you
0: know our our friend Dan would build these decks he was always kind of a lone wolf, and he would build these decks so that. It didn't really matter what anybody else was playing or if he was on anybody's team or or by himself. He just wanted to win the game, like, every single time. So
1: Without yeah. paying any attention. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that that was the biggest thing. It had to have as little input on his part as possible. So that yeah,
1: he- it's your turn, huh? Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Here. Uh, apocalypse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he wouldn't have to think about his turns at all. He didn't care what, what anybody else was playing. He would just blow up the world a bunch of times and then have some sort (laughs) of win condition for himself where he'd be like have enough damage to kill everybody on the board. So that was pretty hilarious. So whenever I was on his team, I was just like, well, it doesn't really matter what I play. Does it? (laughs) You can watch TV with Dan. (laughs) So I've always been a fan of stacking more types of variation on top of of the formats that we're using because I really don't like that rigid like line line up against each other and just fire you know like thinking I think you got me thinking about the Revolutionary War now but um it's basically
1: I've been stuck on it because when I said the Britons invaded it never really I've been like that doesn't even make historical sense (laughs) I've been stuck on it
0: it's basically kind of like just like rolling a die though like or or flipping a coin is is even more like it. It's like, as to who wanna, wins or not. You
1: know which decks are going to beat which decks is the thing. You're like, oh, you're playing that? Well, I grabbed this deck. It's going to lose.
0: Exactly. Or it's going to win, or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. So I've always liked things like... Um, or
1: it's going to be an hour-long game.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're just going to hit some sort of...
1: Astral Slide versus, uh, what's it called? Mannequin.
0: Mannequin, Yeah. <laughs> An oh.
1: hour later, we're both just like, "Ah,
0: oh. <laughs> so I always like to do something like um just like I have all my decks in the deck case, and I would number them you know one to eight or whatever, and then roll an eight sided die to see which deck I was going to play that game that way. It didn't matter what my teammate or my opponents were choosing. I just had to go with it, and I always like removing." That, you know, while I'm playing this deck, oh, I, I guess I shouldn't play it because you're playing that deck. I hate that. So this was a way to get around it. If I picked a deck that was poorly matched against someone else's, then so be it. I had to try to be more creative to try to try to beat it in a different way. So have you guys, Have you? did you guys ever do stuff like that?
1: I don't like random.
0: You don't like randoms.
1: Not to be... It it makes me uncomfortable.
2: Right.
0: Well, how about you, DJ? Uh,
2: Yeah, I really like random, so I guess that's why I have so many decks, but I don't like to bring the same ones over and over again. Yeah. Even when I build them, I don't... Even when I build my decks, they're not, like, made to do one thing, and they're not made to win. Right. I just build them around whatever theme I think is cool. Right. So doesn't have, like, the best cards to win, but it's a lot of fun.
0: You know, just just talking about that, I can recall, you know, when we have... When you and I have uh, sort of squared off, it usually goes on for, like, five hours, and we each get to play, like, each of our decks, you know? Like, that's the fun part, is getting to match up each of our many decks. Even the, like, really weird, crappy ones, like, they're not... Like you said, they're not made to win. They're just made because... (laughs) I wanted to make a deck around... Um, no, no, what was that? that I one. Reality Acid. <laughs>
1: that was, yeah, when it worked, though, it was so annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was awful to play against when it actually worked, but it, I didn't really hone it in enough to make it work that well. But that was just an example of a deck that I just wanted to... I just saw a Reality Acid, and I went, I want to see that destroy permanence you know more Man. than more than the one time that it's
2: supposed to so um
0: yeah so i've definitely always liked that sort of random feel and that made i really love the the format uh, chaos magic which i've played with all of you guys did you uh what, so you don't really like random. What did What did you think about chaos magic, Josh?
1: Okay, that was a lie. I did kind of like. Well, eh, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I guess I'm on the fence about chaos magic. Hmm. I, I, it reset everything so many times. It got frustrating.
0: It did. Well,
1: I did like the fact that it made things a little different. But I got – I started to get a little annoyed, I think, when everything reset for the 10th time and the game's on, like, hour two.
0: Yeah, it was – we had a a lot of trouble trying to find that balance. Having such a a big play group that we did with so many different, you know, play styles and everything, we had to find that balance between, like, we want to play more than one game in a night. (laughs) We only have three or four hours to play, so – if we if we do chaos magic with like ten people, I mean that could go on for days. <laughs> so, um, so for those of you who who don't know, chaos magic was the original form of uh, planar chaos, or no, plane chase, plane chase, yeah. Plain. I always want to throw chaos in there, obviously, but plane chase, and you know this was the like homemade version that somebody, some brilliant person came up with where you would like, you'd take cards that had some sort of global effect and then you'd take cards that had like targeted effects and you would put them in a pile and, and, uh, flip them over each turn and, you know, the global effect would, would do something wacky to everybody. And, and then each person got to do one of the, the targeted effects. Or something. I don't. I don't know exactly how the original format was. They they've honed it in pretty well with Plane Chase now. So. Um,
1: well, that's the idea behind Arch Enemy. Except there's just no negative ones. Yeah. And it's only one person, and there's no global.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We we should work on that. You know, we should take it on as a project to fix Arch Enemy.
1: <laughs> it would probably be worth it if we could find a way to make that. The idea is there yeah like said a lot i know we've we've mentioned that before the idea is there. The execution is not
2: oh did yeah. you guys ever see that planar invaders sort of thing that they did on a daily m t g They kind of combined Archenemy and plane chase where like there would be, there would be like uh attackers and defenders and defenders would have a plane that they can choose so that the ability of the plane would always like affect them. Ooh. And then they could they could pay to use the chaos ability of it, like four mana or something. And then that's what the we're other guys are the about atta- that.
1: that's really similar.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The other guys are the attackers and they can't use like the plane's chaos ability, but they can pay their mana to flip like an arch enemy card and use those abilities.
1: That's, that's exactly what we were saying. Yeah. If you pay for them, it's not that bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's like um hitting the mystery chest on Nazis Nazi zombies. <laughs> you know? Like you have to pay to get a new weapon and it might suck and it might not help you at all, but it might be the plasma gun or whatever and just destroy everything. So
2: Yeah, they yeah. Had
1: the Rand Box and Black Ops it was a bummer.
2: Did they? Yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I only played like one level on World of War a bunch of times, <laughs> so maybe my experience of Nazi Zombies is a little more uh, infantile than most. But uh, but yeah, so I, I I definitely think that we were onto something with you know just adding. Uh, that's that's actually the cost that we had too, right? Was like yeah four generic mana. Should be the cost for um, activating the uh, the arch enemy card
1: yeah sorry the sound's going off on me
0: oh so yeah if if Wizards actually does do that somehow that'd be pretty sweet but I'm pretty sure you could just do it yourself easily by just buying the, the plane chase cards and the arch enemy cards Mhm-,
2: so do they do those again
0: yeah yeah they they should keep uh updating those, I guess
2: mhm, yeah, maybe next summer they'll do something, but I really like them, and would be glad to have more.
0: The original uh chaos magic that we used was actually a Microsoft access database, and it had some sort of it would happen so that every time we clicked a button, a new card in the database would come up for the for the world effect or the event effect, basically. And some of the event effects were to re the world and stuff. But it was pretty cool, so we didn't have to actually do it with cards. We could just have this database of card effects, and um, we ended up deleting some of them because they were just ridiculous. But,
1: I do remember those. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's that's definitely not gonna happen.
0: Oh, it was it was the ones like that were like flash fires and stuff where you just destroy all planes <laughs> or destroy all, yeah, planes. destroy all planes. It's like really? You're just gonna eliminate one player basically. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So funny, that was a little bit too chaotic for us. We don't really like just plain eliminating a player. <laughs> And we had a fun rule where um if if you're going to die you get one chance to roll the event yeah. to see if it would save you. You know, if it's like gain 10 life or um switch life totals with another player or something then yeah. it would affect it would actually happen. So that was really fun. So that's uh, all I guess, part of the discussion <laughs> that we were going to have about uh, EDH and Commander, which is basically, you know that we've had a lot of experience uh, with different multiplayer formats, and Commander sort of rises to the top, but the most versatile and most enjoyable one, at least for me. Yeah. So, man,
1: we have to mention this comic we got going on right here. Did do you guys catch this? I Leroy I picked it up, or I believe. Is this your, you picked this up, Leroy? You shared it?
2: Yeah, which one was that?
1: The EDH comic. Basically, it starts off, with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turn one is just like, ding, whatever, you know. It's just It kind of goes, you know, it's just like, Turn two, it's like oh, another land, blah blah blah. Turn three, you know the guy calls for pizza. He's like thirty minutes, yeah, that's fine. Turn four, hey, the food's here. You know, turn ten, this guy's like, I'll cast Wrath of God. There's like in response, like this huge like chain of events, like basically just countering counter spells, and it's insane. And then some guys just like, yeah, we should probably start from turn ten. And the other guy's like, yeah, it save an hour.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, we can link to it on the uh, on the podcast blog thing. We'll just throw it in the show notes. It's pretty funny.
0: That's actually but it does. Yep. We were so- gonna say the same thing.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was just gonna say that the pizza thing actually does bring up one of our uh, key points we wanted to hit tonight. Uh, something we thought that was. Pretty important that all all people should know, and it's uh, I refer to it as the pizza rule. I don't know if there's a better name for it, Brad.
0: I'm a, I'm completely down with the pizza rule. Works out well for me.
1: Or in other words, get your hands off my pizza <laughs> a rule. And that rule is when you're in a group of people, there's always whenever there's like ten people together, and everyone's like, yeah, let's all chip in to buy pizza. There's always that one guy who's like, "Hey, we should get the artichoke, broccoli, lettuce, and cabbage pizza. I think it would really help out all the vegetarians here right and, you know there's there's like the one other guy who's like, oh yeah that that does sound like a good idea let's let's get one of those and you know there's only ten of you, so you end up getting three pizzas." You know, so the other pizza ends up being, you know, something reasonable. And then, of course, your third pizza has to be cheese because there's always the person who doesn't want anything. (laughs) Now, when the pizza comes and everybody grabs a piece of the cheese pizza and the two people who wanted a piece of the nasty pizza, the crazy vegetable whatever thing, grab a piece of that, there's hardly any of the good pizza left. 'Cause everybody has taken that one.
2: Exactly. I'm not good at
1: explaining this. I just realized <laughs>
0: someone else
1: said, the I'm, I can't.
0: <laughs> so basically, if you're one of the people who wanted everything on your pizza, then eat the everything pizza and don't go eat the like pepperoni or you know, the, the lowest common denominator pizza because the people who if if you don't like for example, for me it would be peppers. If you don't like peppers on your pizza, that's not that's not a preference. That's not a choice. That's like I'll I will throw up if I eat peppers on my pizza. Like that will happen. So then if if everybody digs into the pepperoni pizza, because everybody likes pepperoni and that's the lowest common denominator, or cheese or whatever it is, you know, ham. Something basic that everybody likes. If everybody digs into that, so I'm left with the options of like oh there's there's one slice of pepperoni left or there's like nine slices left of the of the pepper pizza so basically i'm left with no choices i mean the pepper pizza is is not possible it's it's not it doesn't exist to me so maybe maybe i've convoluted it more but uh basically if you if you are the one that goes for like if you can eat, eat to your potential i guess for For toppings, if you can, to be considerate of everyone else, because some people really can't eat onions on their pizza or peppers or mushrooms or whatever their thing is. so anyways,
1: I think you've said it perfectly.
0: <laughs> That's just generally rule we've We've experienced this a lot of times, particularly with uh, magic events, because I don't know somehow pizza is always just the perfect. You know, one in the morning, don't feel yeah. like going anywhere, want some delicious, greasy food and a two liter of Coke. And, uh, yeah, it just it just fits. Magic and pizza, you know, they just fit together. So that's the pizza rule, everybody. And, you know, make sure to write your congressman so that that, that law can be put on the books.
1: We're going to make a pack.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pizza the Pack. <laughs> Community. Committee. Yeah. <laughs> the Pizza Pack. So what have what have been your uh, favorite generals that you've either made decks from or you've heard of, like that that you really wanted to? And sometimes we just are filled with you know, desire to build some sort of deck, but we never get around to doing it.
2: Well, I've always wanted to make a colorless deck with an EDH general. Okay. Explain more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it used to be like with Karn, but with Rise of the Eldrazi, it becomes a lot more viable to make a good colorless EDH deck because you can have like one of the big Eldrazi as your general and then try and fill it with artifacts, and other things that will help you get more mana. And then every turn you can just play your Eldrazi every time. Is <laughs> that way to play it.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> so you think the, Playing Olamog.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: with, uh... Particularly with colorless mana, it's a lot easier to come by with Sol Ring and, like, um... With the Urza's you know, lands mm. that all work together in the
2: locuses. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But you <laughs> can only have one.
2: That's true. Yeah, that's the thing. The hardest part about it is, like, the lands. Because yeah. you can't have any basic lands because they have mana colors. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, there are still a pretty good amount of colorless lands, especially, like, Eldrazi Temple, uh, Temple of the False God, and Urzotron. Are all colorless things? gonna will give like you a
1: brass City. more than one. Yeah. City of brass.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: City of brass. Or... Yeah.
2: City. Of... Okay. There's plenty of things that okay, are like, two colorless mana. Yeah.
1: And deals damage to you. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: yeah. 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 you also have to like rely. Yeah, you gotta like rely on those eldritch because you're not gonna have any instance for sorceries or enchantments. Other than, like, all is dust. All is dust, yeah. And out of this world. That's about it. I've
1: never looked it up. Is there anybody... Is it possible to do? Can you get 100 of them?
2: Yeah, there's a few deck lists out there. Especially with artifacts. You can just throw a bunch of those in there.
1: Slap on some random...
0: Now, could you... You could still use an artifact that has colors in its cost. You'd have to somehow finagle getting those colors. No, the no, goal but... is to have like
2: a colorless general, okay. so then you can't have any colors. Period. Uh, and if you could make a color, it would be colorless. Because the rules of EDH is, if you could somehow create mana outside, it's going to turn colorless.
0: Like uh, if somebody played Eldermere's Vineyard or something.
2: hmm Or if you stole their lands. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so hmm.
0: yeah,
1: I, I don't see anyone ever playing like Progenitus outside of EDH or Graveyard or not Graveyard, but just like DJ said last time we were talking, uh Elvish Piper, but Mhm. That's a side note. Back of my head, just I'm really having problems speaking my mind today. <laughs> I can't stop it. I'm not sure why. Anyway, back to the uh, artifact thing. <laughs> I really, I apologize. I I don't know what's going on. My my brain's just like blah blah blah. So if you were to be able to get him out though, you basically I don't know. Do you think he'd, you'd be able to get him to stay out though? I mean, good God, with all the board wipes.
2: Although oh, Ulamog Man, I, is. Rulamog's probably the best general for something like that, because he's indestructible.
1: Yeah. So he'd they'd have to have him actually removed from the game, which removes a lot of the
2: dangers. I mean, or really, all be like either, with
1: now with Apocalypse, or...
2: Yeah, or you'd have to be sacrificed, but hopefully you'll have, like, Eldrazi spawn, or so you can sacrifice those instead.
1: Wing shards, go. But, anyway... um. I know I, I sort of just bounced off the top of my head here with this, but DJ, did you have any ideas for, uh, like, cool EDH things from LED or the from the vault? Like, uh, things like uh, Micaius? What do you think about that?
2: Yeah, I mean, a, you, know,
1: you mm-hmm. can get him out there early.
2: Yeah, that's the cool thing about him. He would be a pretty cool general with that X cost. Cause,
1: yeah, that's awesome.
2: Yeah, he's a great general for, like, a white weenie EDH deck.
1: That'd be kind of fun.
2: Yeah. Or. Throw
1: in all that equipment and stuff. Mm
2: hmm. And you can have proliferate. There's a couple of those. I wonder. Actually, I don't think there's white proliferate. There's
1: white proliferate, but there's white in
2: fact. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I wonder if you could throw them in just for kicks. It'd probably help in, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It would draw the removal that you need to get rid of because it'd be you know people would either have to choose to get rid of your uh, your infect that's getting pumped by him or him mm-hmm. or just wipe. But
2: yeah, and there's plenty of colorless to kind of play with those abilities too, which is nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know. Maybe I will make a deck around him. I, I've always had this sort of thing in the back of my head about making just like a little white weenie EDH oh, yeah. deck. i well I've actually just had this thing about making...
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to look us up at www.casualplaneswalker.com or search for The Casual Planeswalker on Facebook to keep in touch and stay up to date with all the latest news we're bringing to you. Thanks for making my